Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Renee today on the podcast. Hi, Renee. How are you doing today? Hi, good. Fun to find out that you're in the same kind of area that I am in, Northern California. Yes, I'm loving it. I rarely get Northern California people on the podcast. I'm always getting Florida, New York, or somewhere like in Africa. So (laughs) (laughs) I get it all. Like I get the East Coast and it's just so, it's so fun meeting people all around the world. So it's kind of nice to have someone on the same time zone and state as I am. So it's pretty cool. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. I'm Renee Harris. And as I said, I live in Northern California, pretty much born and raised in Ramos area. And we have a online skincare business that is just basically products that we make and sell online. So that didn't happen. I didn't go to school for that. It wasn't something that I was searching and trying to do myself. It was something that kind of fell in my lap a little bit. It was starting with a a problem that I had with my own skin. So I get a lot of those cuts and splits that you get in your fingers and heels, like in the summertime from walking around barefoot. And I've always been plagued with that just my whole life. So my mom has the same issue. And so she and I would always try to compare products or tell each other if we've ever found something that would fix it. We've had like the bag bomb and the overnight gloves and all the different products that we would try to fix our skin and nothing ever seemed to work. So I usually had band-aids all over my skin. And so, especially as a mom and you're doing a lot of hand washing, that was just a super big problem that I had. And then, so I started having kids. And then at the same time, I was into just learning how to make things at home. So not just cooking and stuff like that, but even making soap. So I learned some of those things. And then my mom came around and said, oh, I want you to try this. It worked really well for my skin. And I found it at a farmer's market. And she told me that it was this lotion bar, which didn't make sense because lotion is liquid. How can you have it in a bar form? So I Googled it and discovered what it was and how to make it and realized that's only three ingredients and I can find it at my local health food store. I'm going to try and make it. So I'm kind of thinking it's probably not going to fix my skin, but I'll just make it for fun. And turned out that it actually did. It completely fixed my skin. And not only that, but a few days later, my son came and he had some spots of eczema that he gets seasonally. So I thought I'll just try this on his eczema and it totally helped with his eczema too. So this was something that was super unique and different, but it was something that completely solved my problem. And I hadn't thought, of course, not, I hadn't thought at all about building a business out of it that came later. (laughs) And so then fast forward, a um, sign in our downtown little city that we have here was looking for vendors to have at a farmer's market. And I thought, oh, I wonder if this thing, this product, which is super unique and different, would be something fun for me and my boys. I had my boys at the time were like eight and 10. Oh, we could just do this for fun. We'll just sell something at the farmer's market. And I really want, I was thinking more for their sake that they could, they might enjoy it. They could learn how to sell something and we could just together kind of figure out how to do that. 
So we actually signed up and got all the paperwork done. We even had to file a business license. And I ended up realizing that I really loved the business side. And it wasn't just because I made money, because I really didn't make much money. That was, we ended up trading a lot at the farmer's markets as a lot of vendors do. So you find out someone next to you is selling jam and you know you've got, the kids are finding like homemade swords. And so rather than coming back with cash from what we were selling, we were coming back with stuff that we wanted to trade for at the farmer's market. But at the same time, I just realized that I enjoyed having people come and have an issue with their fingers and then me try to explain and tell them what this product is that they've never even heard of or used. And I just felt like it was a crash course in marketing and sales and just basically running a business. And it was great because we had, I'm not like, I'm not one to get out there and sell stuff. I can't, I'm not like a busker trying to get people to come to my booth. I was, that was uncomfortable for me, if anything. But because it was something I knew helped me and I felt like I can help other people with it, it was great to have people come. We had samples. All the things that we learned about selling was pretty much at that farmer's market. And we did this for several months. And then after that, we were kind of thinking, this would be fun to actually grow. And we decided to try and turn it into an online business. So in a nutshell, that's what we did. We took it online and learned a whole bunch of lessons about that which I'll get into. But that's kind of the nutshell of how we started the business. And then later on, we just learned that we actually were on a little sitting on a little pot of gold because finding out that other people had skincare issues, even worse than mine for different reasons, became something that we could actually have this product help with. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially now, since, you know, everybody's like washing their hands like yeah. 10 million times a day and this cracking and everything. I think that's really great, you know, because like my mom's hands is like really cracking. I get so worried. I'm like, mom, (laughs) your hands not looking right because she she is a firm believer in washing her hands. But Mm -hmm. as soon as when the pandemic hit, she did it in overdrive. Like I was like, mommy, your little hands, you don't look. (laughs) And you know what? What is happening? (laughs) It's the sanitizers that strip your skin. And you know, I had one of my when I was in the hospital having my baby. The hand sanitizers, I could not believe it because I was so used to just using my own soap, my own stuff that to go into the hospital and use their soap and their hand sanitizers, I could not believe how much it's just stripped my skin. Like I, I couldn't even like put a shirt on without my, you know, the shirt snagging my hands. It was just so bad, but yeah, no, that I, I know that problem. It's real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, especially the things in hospitals, like really, really harsh and yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to have to relook at that, but yeah, it's crazy. So, okay. So you already talked about the inspiration behind starting your business, which is so awesome. So can you remember a time in your business or starting now where you had like a hello moment? I think the biggest hello moment was moving from, you know, you talk to people in real life when we were doing the farmer's market. And then we thought, well, this is going to be easy. We just go online. And I was kind of tired of doing, you know, 6am farmer's markets It kind of got old. So thinking that, oh, you just go online, you put up a website and people will come and that's not how it works. So that was difficult. And I think that was probably the moment where it could have made or broke it because we weren't, it wasn't even like this had to support the family later on it did. But at that time, if I would have gotten super discouraged that I couldn't get customers to find this online, I probably would have quit because that I thought, well, that was a fun ride. And either we just do farmer's markets or we just don't do anything. Oh, we just enjoy the products. So I had to really think about how do you reach people online? 
And because this was about 12 years ago, we were able to actually kind of ride the mommy blogger train because a lot of new mom bloggers were coming out. And it was great because I felt like I can totally relate to them. So I know a lot of, you know, I was reading mom blogs, my friends were reading mom blogs. And so when I would read one and and a mom is talking about the skin issues that her son or daughter is having, I am like, mom, is, it's hitting my, you know, <laughs> it's, it's connecting with me. And now I, I feel like I've got the solution for that. So reaching out to the mom bloggers and then finding out that, yeah, okay, they'll do a sponsored post or they'll pay for ad space or they'll have an affiliate set up. I was able to find one in particular, one of my very first mom bloggers did a, she actually kind of pitted our product against another lotion product that was more probably like a cream lotion to see what was going to fix her daughter's skin. And that scared me to death because I thought, I just felt like everybody's going to read this blog. And if she doesn't pick us, then I'm just horrified. I can't do this. (laughs) I'm going to quit. And so it turned out the opposite, like ours worked better. And she gave us rave reviews and because we had it set up as an affiliate, I like saw money coming into our account from that. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, you can actually make money online as an affiliate. And she's the affiliate, but we're, she's bringing us the sales. And it was just like, okay, all we have to do is keep repeating this and reach out to more bloggers to try the products and review them and so on. And, and they always have, you know, there's obviously standards they have to put out there that they are working as an affiliate. But it was amazing to me that that's, that was the way to do it. So that became, gave me the confidence to know that like, okay, this is, this is going to work. And then we just kept repeating it after that. Oh, I love that. I'm writing this down (laughs) because this is a strategy that can help not only your specific niche, but also pretty much any other niche that, you know, all you have to do is just reach out to someone who has the audience that, you know, you want to sell to or promote to and just say, hey, you know, mind trying this out for free or you know if you want to be on my uh affiliate list we could definitely work something now do like a joint venture or something like that but people don't realize that that actually works yes and now back then it was the mom bloggers who are still around there you know there's still blogs out there that will do this now it's the influencers it's the youtubers it's the Mm -hmm. tiktokers i mean this is my son bought what is it called g fuel i guess it's like this powder drink well he has a powder form but you can buy it in a can and he bought a a container that was probably like 30 bucks and i thought it was oh great it's gonna be loaded with sugar but g what is it it's called g fuel Mm -hmm. and i think the g stands for gamer so it's kind of like the gamer drink and then they branded the drink to be all these high-end just like top gamers that are super popular and have a huge following so which is brilliant like okay so they're naming a drink with the different flavors are based on different gamers and so it got my son's attention Thankfully to the moms out there, if you have kids who buy this stuff, I thought it was going to be loaded with horrible ingredients, but we were looking at it and like, no, actually these are good ingredients. This is like, so I let him drink it all day long because except for the expense, he has to pay for himself. But other than that, it's actually made with good stuff. So that's an example of that brand reaching out probably to those gamers to, Hey, their face is on the brand. So they're going to promote it. And then that just grows the brand really well. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that is so powerful. Hey there, are you looking to start a podcast without the tech overwhelm? Let me guess, you probably searched on Google and YouTube on how to get started, but the instructions and video left you feeling like, huh? Well, look no further because I have a free guide on how to jumpstart your podcast without the complex tech talk. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. 
Again, it's hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP. In this free guide, you will get a get started questionnaire, a list of resources, an outline for your show notes, a plan your podcast calendar, a schedule for your episodes, and a podcast checklist. Head on over to hellocsdorsey.com slash JSP and download it now. I cannot wait to listen to your first episode. So let's talk about five lessons you learn creating a product-based business. I cannot wait. (laughs) Okay. So product-based means it's going to be a physical product and you're going to have to set up the shipping and ship it and, and, or you can have a different fulfillment center and not do it yourself, but somehow a physical product that will get shipped. And if it's something that's different and unique, I'm just like a huge believer in this is what we did is to be willing to get it out there in as many hands as you can to try it and test it out. So, and don't even, you have to be willing to just give it away for free, but find your right market because there's so much you get out back from the person who's trying it out. So I felt like our farmer's market experience, if you have an opportunity to do a farmer's market, that's that's great, but it could be anything, but to just have that test in real life for the market research. And what we did was, so it's a, it's a lotion bar and the way that it works is that you just rub it over your skin. It's not, it looks like a soap, but it's not hard like a soap. It just absorbs right in. So we would take a bar and then have like little samples on a platter. And then I had my kids, my two boys would go out and get people to try it on their skin. And they would talk about it and explain what it was and ask the people, how do you feel? Does it feel like it feels good? Or does it feel sticky? Does it this or that? And then they would come back and kind of report to me and I'm around too to listen in, but I noticed kids just do better at getting people to say yes to them. (laughs) But that was like all market research. So my favorite moment is if the person would kind of walk away to put it on their hands and then they kind of come turn, make a U-turn and start coming back to ask more about it and sometimes to buy it. So I feel like that in person, you can really get a reaction. You can see their face as they're trying it. You can kind of almost read their mind. What are they thinking? And if you can ask questions. So if there's a way just to do a lot of market research for your physical product, do as much of that as you can. Something else I did is I just assumed that chefs, you know, they're cutting and they're slicing and that they might have the hands that have to have that frequent hand washing. Turns out, yeah, chefs are one, but nurses would have been a much better area for me to try just for what we were talking about. It's it's the nurses that have to do the frequent hand washing. That would be a perfect target market. And what I would do is just send it out to just different nurses. Or if I had, in this case, I had a podcast that I was following as like probably 10 or 12 years ago. And he was a chef and I just like to listen to chef podcasts, but he was also, he had students. So he had a whole group of students. And then I reached out to him and said, Hey, can I send my product out to your guys? Yeah, I'm not expecting him to do any shout outs or anything on the show. I just wanted the actual students to try this on their hands and give me feedback. So he totally was willing to do that. And I gave, I put a survey out for the students to answer online of what they thought that way I can make improvements and so on. So that was super important to have as much of that market research done and find out what people think. And then if they give you a raving review now, you could just say, can I borrow, Can I use your words as a testimonial? And now you've got that too. And the farmer's market, which I would have done this a lot more than I did, is ask them if I can take pictures of their hands with the bar in it. So that way it's kind of showing their hands. It doesn't have to show their face if they don't want their face you know, on camera or whatever. 
but the hands is like perfect. And then I could, whatever they felt about the bar, I could use that as a testimonial. So all these little things that I kind of would, I would have improved on even back then (laughs) if I had known it now. So that was, that's the first one. And then the second one is as, and this is more when you're first starting out, as you're building it, that email list is so important. So even if you have a farmer's market, or even if you have a, your website online, you've got to build that list up. And so you have to understand them. If you have a relationship with the bloggers or someone who's going to send traffic to you, it's just that once they get there, if there's something that you can offer them. And in my case, I have it on my website. You can get a free sample if you want. Another one would be like five ways to keep your skin from getting worse. And like those, those lead magnets are super important to have so that when people come to your site, you're not just trying to sell them something, but you're giving them something of value. So the second would be is just that create the relationships with people. And that's carrying me on continually. In fact, even today I'm doing, we have a big customer base. And so I am doing like weekly Zoom calls with customers there. Everybody's invited to come attend and I give a topic and they're in the room. So I want to make our business different from like Burt's Bees, which would be a huge competitor (laughs) that we can't compete with. But how can we personalize everything? We can have them come to a Zoom call. I present something and I have a gal who helps me with that too. And then we answer questions or talk about the products or show how to use it or whatever. So a lot of it is just that create the relationship, just find those ways to create the relationship with people. Because if you have you have to think of it, it's not just an order number. It's a person who's come to you with a problem and they're hoping that you have a solution for it. So if that's always in the forefront of your mind. It gives you that okay, I can answer this person like customer support things when people come with issues or questions or whatever. They're a person that you're helping and that makes it so much easier to connect that way. Another one is to outsource what you can and even if it's to your own kids. (laughs) So like minor things that I can have my kids do, like do inventory or we've just completely raised entrepreneurs out, out of doing this because we get them involved in the business as much as we can. So you know, even if it's like cleaning up a certain space because we've got new boxes coming in, we need to make space for it. I will rope them in, do that. They get paid. They get. They know the value of it. If anything, it makes them think, "Oh, I want to sell something online now." So, <laughs> outsource, even if it's your kids. But still, if it's not your kids, you, there's always somebody that can do a better job in certain areas that you can. And I think there's also along with that is you have to have this mindset that you're not the only person that can do the job. And that's the hard part because I'm like, I'm micromanaging everybody, making sure that they do it my way. But when I have, especially if it's one of my teenagers come back and say, mom, that's fine, but I could save you a ton of time if you just do it this way or just use this app or whatever. And then I realize, okay, yeah, they, they are smarter than me on, on things too. So, you know, get that far to understand, like I can hand that off and I can trust them to do a good job. It makes my life so much easier. So you can start to outsource other things too. So those are the first three. For, this is more of a technical one, but one is to have for physical products, have backup suppliers. And we ran into this problem last year with COVID where so many just, it's just like the tins that we would ship our products in, they would be on backlog. They couldn't get them from overseas. And so they were stuck with the problem, not having enough of supply. And then where I could normally order on Monday and have a huge supply of stuff by Friday. They would say, you're going to have to wait a month and a half and now put me in a bind. So to always have those backup suppliers that you trust. And that's another thing that I had to learn the hard way. It's like, I can go to a brand new company and then order 500 tins or something and they can come in and they're not the right quality or the right size. And you're stuck because I wasn't you know, reading the 
website well enough. So having a backup supplier with whatever you're selling online is always a good idea. Okay. I actually put six, but I'll just choose. I'll just choose. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then this one is a fun one. It is to see if you can sell a digital product along with your physical product. So for example, I'm creating a course on aging skin. So because a lot of times people come to us with certain skin issues and maybe it's not just that they want, you know, they want the out their outer skin fixed, but there's some like habits and lifestyle could be stress. It could be the foods that they're eating. It could be as they age, their body can't tolerate certain things anymore and it's affecting their skin. So we're creating a course that's going to teach people all the different areas that affect the skin that they can take care of. Like if you don't have enough magnesium, if you don't have enough vitamin D, all these other things that affect your skin that our products kind of help on the outside. But if they really want to get their problem fixed, they have to figure out what's going on on the inside. So for that, we'll bring in experts and we'll have like I've had some interviews with different doctors so that I can bring those people in and then they're helping us kind of figure things out. So. I think if you, any kind of physical product that people have, you could also sell something digitally, or it could even be a coaching type session. So if you sell, you know, I don't know, example, but like if you sell kettlebells or something, well, then you can also put some kettlebell exercises on video that you're also selling with it. That I feel like is really important for physical products. So it's not just a physical product. So there you go. Awesome. That was good. I have my list here. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really helpful because I used to sell jewelry. I used to make jewelry and sell it. I actually have all my setup and everything still, but I always get discouraged because I'll do it like seasonal or I'll do it for, you know, as birthday gifts or something like that. And I've done all the events and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I always get discouraged because it's like, number one, my hands is starting to cramp up on me. And number two, I wasn't pricing it the way that I should have priced it you know Mm -hmm. in order to gain some some sort of traction so I lost momentum in it but like you listed your items here if I would have done like a little bit more market research to Mm -hmm. see what people really liked as far as like jewelry you know and different styles I could have like scaled that those particular products and made it even bigger made more so And you could have somebody else do some of that physical labor for you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it got me thinking like, uh, Candace, I think you gave up too soon on that, but never too late. <laughs> it can bring it back. It can bring it back. And I would like, when, okay, so I'm thinking of, of me coming in to see your stuff. I would want to see you as even the ex- expert who's going to advise me on, okay, well, what kind of jewelry would look best on based on my jawline, for example, or the colors that I wear or my style or something. So if you come in and not just here's jewelry and I'm showing you what I made, but you look at me and say, this would look better on you or here, this goes really well with this blouse or this brings out the color of your eyes or whatever. I would be all in because I feel like I'm learning, not even just only wearing jewelry that's going to match a certain thing I'm wearing, or I just like it, but I've got somebody who is an expert that is telling me more. And then I would come back and buy more because I would say, okay, well, I'd wear a different shirt and come back to you and say, okay, well, I really <laughs> love this shirt. Do you have something that's going to, cause there's, I feel like as long, anything that you've had 
that is it's going to bring in your expertise is super valuable for the, the whole experience. So, and and the other thing, I guess I didn't think about this one, but is it's that feeling that somebody is coming to you for. So when it's jewelry, it's because they want to look good in some, in a certain thing. So when you come and you say, oh, this is going to really do something for your jawline, your face, your the blouse, the cut, the whatever, I would be all like, oh, that's what I want to feel. I want to feel really wonderful wearing that jewelry. So I, yeah, I think you should go back to it. <laughs> I should. Yeah. But see, you know, it's so funny because I didn't really do that. I was the creator, but my mom was the one that would take it and say, oh, oh, this looks lovely on you. Oh, yeah. you wear this with some shoes or something. And then she was the, the seller. She was yeah. the one that would sell it. And I would sit back and I was like, how do you do that? And she <laughs> I'm not good in that. She does it like one time we did, and I'm getting off topic here. We're going to get back on topic. <laughs> one time she we was on a fundraiser or something for, for church. I think it was having an event and my mom wanted to, wanted to raise money for church. And she took my jewelry, the pieces that did not sell. And she took it to work with her. And what she did was she sent out an email blast to say, hey, meet me in the break room. And she set mm-hmm. up the break room, the like the end part of the table as like it was like, you know, just like you have your stands at the, the festivals mm-hmm. and different things like that. She set it up just like that, had the jury all laid out and her co-workers would come in and she was like sizing the jury and saying, this looks good on you, this man, the other. She literally sold $200, <laughs> $200 awesome. in that mm-hmm. lunch period. And I'm wow. like... What in the world? Like, yeah. <laughs> but people are born to do those things. I'm like, I'm the creator. She's the seller. So there you go. You work together on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All righty. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? I would say that just, I think it's that sticking with it. And it's almost like you have to have those things that you're grateful for every day or the little things that happen. And, and so, you know, sometimes the days can get so long and, you know, there's, there's good sale days and there's low sales. Like we go through seasons and thankfully we've been doing this long enough that I know when the slow seasons are. If I didn't keep track, I'd probably be like, Oh, this is it. You know, after all these years, we're going to have to call it done, but then it picks up. So for us, obviously September to the end of the year, super busy. And then summertime it slows down. So I think knowing that there's patterns is a good thing to just relax and rest on. And then secondly, like, you know, on, on products, we use a Shopify store and I love Shopify because you can add all kinds of different apps that do different things. And one of them is the reviews. So I don't have to lift a finger. So many things are automated, but like two weeks after the order is shipped, then they get an email asking them to review it. And sometimes they can add a picture to it. And those reviews to me are like, cool. That's like, that's what boosts me up. If I'm feeling down or I'm feeling like, oh, so much work. I think I just want to like have my husband just get a regular day job and, and I just do nothing. <laughs> but it's, it, I look at those reviews and like, no, we can't quit. We're helping people. This is good. This is, you know, it still energizes me, but you're going to have your highs and you're going to have your lows. And when you have your low days, you just have to like go see how you've been helping people go read those little customer questions or people giving you feedback. And that just really gets gets me pumped up. And that's partly why I do those weekly calls with the customers, because 
it just makes me realize, wow, there's just some ways we can help people. And I, that's what I really enjoy doing. And that just gets me energized again. That's awesome. I like, I like the personal touch that you make. I think that's really, that definitely stands you out from all the other companies out there, especially in the niche that you're in. So mm-hmm. I think that personal touch is really welcoming. Well, yeah. Thank you. So where can everyone find you? Well, our website, we made it really easy. That was another thing I was surprised to even without having any business experience, but we call it hardlotion.com. So it's not hand lotion. It's not in the spelling. It's hard, H-A-R-D lotion.com because it's a solid lotion. And yeah, and anyone can reach it. If you want to reach me personally, as I was looking to help people, it's Renee at hardlotion.com. Awesome. And we'll definitely link those up in the show notes. Well, Renee, I'm so happy you came on the show. I learned so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I would love to see some of that jewelry that you made sometime. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> I know. I'm going to get your mom on you to do it. <laughs> did you like today's episode? I hope you did. Join me next week for more valuable bombs, tips, and tricks on how to grow your business by taking action. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review or take a snapshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. We would love to hear from you.